FM 104 switched on and I'm joined by writer Keith Walsh and meditation teacher Connor Creedon. Hello. Good, good, Louise. I should you, you met you said I was a writer. Connor is like, what? Well, you've three books out, Connor. You, um, you're more a writer than I am. It's true. You're you're a good writer though, Keith. Too. I mean, maybe this, <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the prophecy of the book you're going to write this this winter. I'm joined by two writers <laughs> <laughs> who are both behind the Sober Start program. <laughs> oh, that's much better. So tell me, the Sober Start program. Tell me, where did this idea come from? Um, I'm going to let Connor answer this. Well, I was uh, talking with my my writing friend, Keith. You know, we were discussing books that we were working on. Um, no, no, I think it was just, it, it's something that I, like like both myself and Keith sort of work as coaches. And uh, I, it's something that I've noticed is just a lot of the people that I work with um, would love to quit alcohol but the the thing that or, or take a break from alcohol or reframe the relationship with alcohol but the the problem that a lot of them or the fear that a lot of them have is that it's going to be a very isolating experience um once they step back from drinking it feels like they're stepping back from a social life so um just chatting to Keith about like some of the work that he does and um it just felt like this would be a really good idea like we would we could create something like a community and the community is just based around sobriety and whatever form of sobriety that means for you like whether it's like taking a break from drinking whether it's taking a break from other bad habits and and just we would kind of like create a way that people could do this and make it fun and sort of uh, avoid the typical kind of lonely pitfalls that can happen when you remove alcohol from your life. What is both of your personal relationships with alcohol at the moment? Um, I don't drink. I haven't drank in about, um, I think it might be four years. I think it's 2019 when I stopped. And I, I've never felt the urge to drink. But the... Like the way before I stopped drinking, um, I used to think I want to stop drinking, and that was it. I said, "How do I stop drinking? You know, how do I stop having those drinks at the weekend and maybe overindulging and you know drinking on holidays?" And I think I'd enjoy life more if I wasn't drinking. But I always focused on the drinking, and I never focused on. It was actually going to therapy and figuring a few things out. Um, I didn't go to therapy thinking, oh, I, I'm going to go to this therapist and he's going to help me give up alcohol. I just went about, you know, but, you know, I just I was at an age and things yeah. were happening in my life. And I said, I'm going to go to the therapist and try and, you know, get some support getting through this difficult period. But it was kind of like, you know, a year into seeing a therapist every couple of weeks, um, I just stopped. And my take on that is that once I once I dealt with the the reasons I was drinking so I'd looked at the why as in it was sort of like I was using it for medication to um, reconfigure every weekend you know after I'd gotten through the week of work and um, once I dealt with you know what was going on in my head I just didn't need it anymore there was no um, you know I, I I didn't there was no urge I did there was oh I didn't feel like it. I didn't want it I wasn't um, I wasn't looking for it and it just once I stopped thinking about giving up drink and focused on something else, 
I stopped drinking, which blew my mind. And I haven't drank since. And I don't have any, I, I never have an inclination to drink. Um, and I wonder how I did when I look back at it. You know, it's mad. When you gave up drinking, did you find it difficult to find other things to replace it initially? Um, no, because I had, I, I'd started doing things anyway that I hadn't done before. So I was in a period of, um, I suppose, getting outside my comfort zone, mm -hmm. saying yes to things I normally would have said no to. So I had lots of new things going on. So it wasn't like, like, for instance, I joined, uh, this is where I met Connor, a, a group called the Dublin Boys Club. And there was a, they would organize hikes. Some of those hikes would be over a weekend or they'd be, you'd be heading off early on a Saturday morning. So, you know, you'd, you've something to look forward to. You have something on. You've got, you know, you're, you're busy. Um, I'd written a play um, and I was trying to, you know, I was rehearsing for that. And normally, even when I drank, if I had a big bit of work coming up, I didn't drink anyway. So I was busy. I was doing things I hadn't done before. And um, if I'm doing something new, I can get quite anxious about it. So I'd, I generally stop drinking and, you know, and, and also the new things were giving me the dopamine I needed. So I didn't feel like, well, I might as well drink. I have nothing else to do. I'm kind of bored or I have to, you know, regulation the week uh, life life was kind of exciting at the time and this can be an issue with dry january as well it can give people a very um bad impression of what it's like to not drink because january is a terrible month it's dark it's miserable it's cold it's rainy um nobody has any money so nobody's doing anything and if if your friends are doing dry january you know you just kind of sit there and be miserable together and then you know once it's over it's february you just start drinking again and you think oh thank god that was terrible um, and that's the reason why we're doing this is because it, to give people a view of sobriety that isn't absolutely miserable. I do always wonder why people take on dry January because nobody seems to enjoy doing it, as you were saying. So like now that you've introduced this community where you're going to be able to go and figure out other things that you can do and things you can actually be enjoying as well, that it doesn't have to be miserable and dark and like there is other ways to to do it and enjoy it maybe even <laughs> totally i mean connor uh you you we spoke about limiting beliefs um yeah exactly yeah um and i, I think it's interesting just to sort of like i suppose in, in in contrast to keith like i i do drink you know and um but and i think what i've done is i've reframed reframed my relationship with alcohol um, I think my background with alcohol was I had extreme social anxiety. And so I could never imagine like being in a group or even doing something like dancing or talking, like giving readings or anything like this without having a considerable amount of alcohol. Mm. Um, and then I took a, a year of a break from alcohol. And in that time, I just kind of like, I, I guess I took risks. I did some of those things that would have would have scared me um, and would have like necessitated me drinking and realized, oh, actually, I can do these things without alcohol. So uh, I think like that's a, that was a big part of my sort of reframe in my relationship with alcohol is getting to the position where I could recognize, oh, I enjoy a drink sometimes, but it's certainly not something that I ever need. And all of the things I can do um, I, I can do an awful lot of things without it. And, and I think that's a big part of, 
of kind of what we're trying to introduce with Sober Start is it's it's a way for people to sort of just test, test the waters, test themselves, take some risks and actually see, oh, uh, I'm a lot more capable than I imagined. And maybe I don't need to have this dysfunctional relationship with alcohol. Get yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Louise. Yeah. How can people get involved, but also what can they expect from it? Well, I guess it's it's a it's a series of so it's like like every day there's another kind of uh, a suggestion. There's a tool. There's something you can do for your personal development. Um, there's ways for you to share and connect with other people. Um, we're creating kind of like like routines for people. Um, and it's not like super strenuous. This isn't like kind of like you you're going to have to like be very very involved it's just a very subtle way of helping people to share to look at their lives to get a little bit more into personal development and to try a few things that might be out of their box you know to step a little bit outside their comfort zone and myself and Keith will be there kind of like facilitating the whole thing and then getting like a load of speakers and different motivational people involved and and the whole idea then is that as a community, um, we really, really support each other to grow and expand through this period of sobriety. And it's not a it's not it's not a cult, Louise, you know, so <laughs> we we uh, yes. we're not. Super, we're not uh, yeah, like, yeah, that's the home. Uh, so we're not there yet. Uh, we're not super, we're not super strict. So if you like if you have if something happens and you have a drink or you have a, a wedding on and you want to drink, that's cool. Like we're not going to be checking your homework. It's yeah. just that it's there. And I think sometimes, you know, when people do dry January and then they're like, you know, have a drink, they just go, Oh well, you know, that's it. Just throw the yeah. throw the you know the whole throw the towel in. Um whereas we'd be more like, well just you know don't drink tomorrow and you know get back at it. Um but you can do it at your own pace. You can do what you want. You can take from it what you want. And it's there. You know, to be honest, some people might do Sober Start this year and feel like, you know, well, it hadn't quite worked. But in a year or, you know, maybe, you know, September is also a good time to do this. So we might re-up this in August or September. They might be just in the right place, having sort of um, sort of checked out the space of sobriety Um then August comes along and they're like, oh, yeah, this I, I get this now. I'm, I'm in the right headspace. It's just to sort of get you thinking. And we talk and I mentioned limiting beliefs. Like we have these beliefs that this is it. These are the things I do. Like certainly for men, I go to the pub on a Friday. I meet these people. I support this team. I, you know, I do this. I work in this place. And it's even just to, you know, Connor mentioned we're both coaches. And it's even to get people, you know, not believing in those, yeah, uh, there's, their preconceptions anymore and and be a bit have, have a bit more faith in themselves that they can without wanting to sound like some sort of you know evangelist like they can have <laughs> your life can be totally <laughs> your life can be totally different to what you think it is you know it's this is not this isn't and doesn't have to be it mm. um obviously if your life is brilliant uh, <laughs> That's a different story <laughs> I don't know if anyone's <laughs> life is brilliant I think everyone has yeah. their ebbs and flows as they say well, I think um, James Blunt uh, says in one song, his life is brilliant. So well, that's true. So one he person, says it, know, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's fact. laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just we, we put up um, books we've read about sobriety and about um, meditation and about any of those topics we've talked about. Yeah. There's uh, things you can read. 
there's podcasts we've listened to there and even within the community they've started sharing already um you know those kinds of things books and podcasts and thoughts and questions and yeah so it's just like um it's any forum you know where you're you're in there talking about a particular space and uh particular things and it can be as far reaching as, as people want it to be or it needs to be so how can people find out more information about it well um i keep waiting for connor <laughs> uh, don't be rude well they can just follow myself or connor um on instagram i think i don't i think that's probably the best way um i i have the link in my bio on my instagram which is simply so keith keith walsh on instagram connor Crichton on instagram um and that's probably the easiest way to find us and the link is there we're not pushy so there's you're not going to find any ads um and that's it it's just go there we don't want to be in people's faces so they can go to our instagram um and find the link and, and join and you just be just come with an open mind excellent keith yeah. walsh and connor creton thank you very much for chatting to me thanks for your time louise thanks louise